Welcome to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I am passionate about helping women just like you embrace your true self so you can show up confidently in your life. Join me as we talk about overcoming limiting beliefs, reshaping what health and wellness really look like, and take steps to becoming captivatingly confident. With all that said, let's go to the show. Okay, here we are. Tomorrow is the big day, the big turkey day. And for a lot of people, this day is challenging at best. It's complicated and fraught with anxiety, loneliness, grief, isolation, and just overall disappointment. And so I want to have a little time and maybe some just sacred space with you right now as we talk about the not-so-happy side of the holidays and as we explore how to get your needs met this holiday season rather than feeling railroaded, pushed aside, forgotten, or like you just need to make yourself smaller so that you're more acceptable to those that you're spending time with. Because that is a habit that a lot of people fall into, right? Is it's like, oh, well, it's just a few hours. You know, I need to just shrink myself down and shrink my needs down for the next few hours. But it's so much more than that. Pretty much Thanksgiving through New Year's, there's all sorts of expectations and hopes and fears and anxieties. And if we can find out how to get through those, I feel like it's going to be a game changer for you. So I have some suggestions for you on how to survive, nay, thrive (laughs) during this holiday season. A lot of these have come from personal experience. A lot of these have come from working with thousands of women over the last decade, especially around the holidays. Now, my purview has been helping people with food around the holidays, but I feel like there's so much more than that. I don't feel like there is. I actually know that there is. So I want to tackle that as well. So maybe you fall into one or more of these categories or spaces this holiday season. Maybe you are having struggles in your relationships, and that can look like a separation, maybe a divorce, or struggles with your spouse or partner, or just really having a hard time feeling known and loved. And that applies to singles too, just feeling like you're alone and that you're not known for yourself and who you are. Maybe you've had a recent job loss or challenges at work, or maybe you're an entrepreneur like myself, and you're just stuck because the holidays are a rough time. Maybe you're just stuck. Maybe you feel like you don't have any direction with where you're supposed to go next, and that's causing anxiety for you. Maybe you have grief. Maybe you have lost family, traditions, 
friends, ideas, places. Maybe you're grieving that. Maybe you just feel like you can't breathe right now as all of the Christmas songs on the radio come on and familiar scents are popping up everywhere. You walk into a store and you're assaulted with like peppermint and you go to the mall and the Yankee Candle store is like oozing with harvest scents. (laughs) Maybe that's you. Maybe you are popping Xanax like crazy, like like, like a little Pez dispenser. You're just like pop, pop, pop because you have so much anxiety about either hosting for the holidays or gifts or money or cooking or dietary stuff. Maybe you're just wrestling with that. Maybe you have a new dietary restriction and it's crippling. And you have no idea how you're going to be dairy-free, gluten-free, sugar-free, keto, paleo, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. How are you going to get through the holidays? Do you just throw up your hands and say, whatever? Or do you really try to advocate for your restriction and, and get through the holidays? Maybe that's you. Maybe you're dealing with the loss of traditions. This is a tough one for me as the holidays were a huge thing at our house. And as I've married into my husband's family, they have different traditions. And we don't do my traditions very much. And so every year, I have to process that and grieve that. And also creating traditions. We have a four-year-old. And I'm trying to figure out, do we do the Santa thing? Do we not? Like, what? Do we do the advent calendar like I did? Do we not? What do we do? What kind of traditions? And that brings up a whole host of things. So there's so many places that you could be this holiday season. Maybe you're on the flip side and you're like, I am great. I have none of these problems. Then I still encourage you to listen because chances are you're going to run into someone this holiday season that is struggling. So even if this isn't for you, Maybe it could be for someone that you care about or someone that you come into contact with. So just hang with me. We got 12 minutes worth of some ideas, tips, and tricks on how to get your needs met this holiday season. And that's one of the biggest things that, at least in my community, the Captivatingly Confident community has voiced, is a real lack of advocacy for needs, hopes, expectations, all of that. It's like, how do I even do this in my life? And this I've had lots of experience with. And anybody that has married into a different family or even joined into, partnered with, done friends, giving with, anytime you're with other people, right? You have to allow space for other people's needs. But I think we as women tend to be a little bit more selfless and we just self-sacrifice a little bit more. And wouldn't it be amazing if this Thanksgiving, this Christmas, this New Year's, all of that was turned around and you got your needs met without feeling needy and you actually thrived through the holidays, not just survived, but thrived. What would that even be like? Can you even imagine? 
allow yourself a second to imagine what it would feel like to come to January 1st, looking back over your shoulder and thinking, wow, I had some really confident conversations and I came out on the other side of those. And some of them may flop. You may put some of these techniques into execution and they may flop because you can't control other people. And this is the biggest, biggest tip. If I could sum it up in one thing, it's that you can only control yourself. You cannot control how other people respond to your requests, how they handle your emotions, how they respond to your needs. You cannot control that. All you can do is advocate for yourself, for your family, for your needs. And that's where we're going to start. So first thing we have to do is identify what your needs are. Do you even know what they are? What do you need? What do you need to thrive this holiday season? And this could look like so many different things right? It could look like, I love using the example of a dietary restriction because I've had them for about six years now. And every year it feels like a battle where I have to say, you know, I I don't do dairy. I don't do grains. And, you know, oftentimes that's met with reactions that I cannot control and sometimes feel guilty about. But you know what? I need to do what's best for me. I have to do what's best for me because it is not worth me just stuffing those needs, eating foods that don't make my body feel good, and feeling yucky. It is not worth it to me. It's not. And it's a choice that I've made, and this is something that I advocate for. So oftentimes, I will bring my own side dishes. I always bring something that I know I can eat that's filling. And so I have, you know, some turkey and some ham and some salad. And, you know, oftentimes I bring like a sweet potato dish because yum. And I have that. And I feel good knowing, okay, I didn't have to have like the creamy potatoes. I didn't have to, you know, I don't have to have the roll with the butter. Like I don't have to do those. And I don't have to worry about anybody else's feelings about it because I cannot control that. If my mother-in-law feels sad that I didn't have her potatoes, not my responsibility. She knows my dietary needs. I have told her in a confident conversation, and that's that. And you get to do the same thing. I think we worry so much about what other people think, but you have to advocate for yourself. So you have to know what you're advocating for. What are your needs this holiday season? Do you need time to grieve? Do you need space to do that? Do you need to be able to step out of the room? Do you need to be able to leave a situation? Do you need to be able to have a safe person that you can talk to, that you can pull aside real quick and say, can you just sit with me for a few minutes? Can I just talk to you about what I'm feeling? Having somebody like that is incredibly beneficial. And if you don't have somebody like that in the room with you, then someone that you can step out and call. Because if you just squash your feelings down, that is not thriving. That is surviving. And we want to thrive. So giving voice to the feelings that you have. Maybe you are an introvert and you're going to be surrounded by people. Knowing this about yourself is so good. Because you can express your need 
for time limits or for personal space. Like for me, I can't do a six or eight hour Thanksgiving gathering with my husband's family. It's too many people. It's too many people and I get overloaded. And so we've advocated for a shorter time. So we spend four hours instead of six or eight. And that is something that I had to ask for because I just, my introverted self cannot do it. So what do you need? Maybe you're extroverted and maybe you need more participation. Maybe you need deeper conversations with people. Maybe you need to be engaged in a different way. Ask for that need. Maybe you have traditions that you want to bring in and you're afraid to. You're afraid to voice traditions. Maybe you're with friends or family or new people and you aren't really sure. Like for me, I have watched a Muppets Christmas Carol every Christmas Eve for as long as I can remember. I think that movie came out like mid 90s and I have watched it every Christmas Eve. And it took me a while to bring my little VHS tape over to my in-laws and say, hey, this is our tradition. This is what I do. And this is what I would like to do, spending Christmas Eve at your house. I would like to watch this 1990s Muppets movie, even though I'm in my 30s. And you know what? We do. And it's great. And the people that want to watch, watch. And the people that don't, don't. And it's it's fine. But that's a need that I have. It's a tradition that's special to me. And I advocate for that need. So identify what your needs are. Make a list of what you need. A great thing you can also do is taking a couple of personality inventories. So looking at your Enneagram type. What is your type normally and what is your stress type? How do you respond and react? And if you haven't taken the Enneagram, oh my gosh, you're missing out so big. So if you go to yourenneagramcoach.com, you can get a free assessment and she'll email you the results. It's amazing. And there are so many resources to learn more and more and more about your Enneagram type. I'm a three. Tim is a nine. Nine is the peacemaker. Three is the achiever or performer. And we have different stress types. So when we're anxious, we move into a different type. So understanding that about yourself can help you advocate for what you need because you understand a little bit more clearly what you need. What about your love language? Gary Chapman. It's This book has been around forever and there's like love languages for coworkers, love languages for kids, love languages for everybody. But the premise is there's five different love languages and we all speak different ones. All of us. Maybe somebody's love language is gifts and maybe yours is words of affirmation and you're just missing each other. Oops, I just hit my mic, sorry. Missing each other because you're not speaking each other's love languages. So knowing what yours are and maybe even asking people, do you know your love language? See what they how they respond. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But having those conversations, knowing your needs and how you feel safe and comforted. Those can be great ways to advocate for your needs. So making a list, figuring out which ones are important to you and af- advocating for those. So how do you do that? How do you advocate for your needs? Well, there is a Gestalt 
therapy method called empty chair. And this is typically used in grief counseling specifically, but I feel like it would be totally practical for you to practice. Because sometimes these conversations are hard and they're intimidating and doing a little practice run can be extremely beneficial. So pull up an empty chair and face that chair and envision, visualize whoever you need to have this conversation with in the chair. Okay, I know it's kind of woo-woo. I probably already lost you, but stick with me here. This is important. So you've got your person sitting in the chair and you visualize yourself conversing with them and actually speak out loud. If you need to write a script, write a script. If you can just wing it off the cuff, do that. But have this conversation start to finish about, hey, this is my need and here's how I would like to see it fulfilled. Or this is what I need to do for me. Can you support me? And just talking it through with your visualization of the other person. So then when you're having that conversation, you've already had it and you're not feeling so unprepared or just like it's you're just going to fall on your face because you've practiced. Practice doesn't make perfect, but it sure helps. It sure helps. So having that conversation, or you can role play with somebody else, with a friend, a family member, coworker, whoever your safe person is, role play and run through some different reactions and scenarios. Because remember, you can't control the other person. You can't. We try, but we can't do it. All you can do is ask for what you need and then show up for yourself. Do what you need to do for you. So family uh, empty chair conversation is a great way. Role play, great way. Maybe writing a letter, if that helps. If you're like a cathartic processor, writing stuff down, like write out what you would say so that that way, again, you've thought the words through, you feel confident in saying, I need this, I want this, and then go do it. What is the worst that can happen? And that's the other part. Run through worst case scenarios. They respond this way. How am I going to respond? And kind of prepare yourself for different responses. And this may seem like a lot of work, but once you do it a few times, it's not. It's not. And what's more exhausting? Practicing and having a conversation or just suffering silently for the next however many weeks, like four or five weeks. That's no fun. So it's work up front, but as you do it and you advocate for yourself, you start to realize that you can feel confident in getting your needs met. So on the flip side of that is if you're going to be alone this holiday season, and I was actually just listening to, oh, stink, who was it? Oh, hold on. I'm going to look really quick. Who? Oh, no, I lost it. Mel Robbins. That's who I was listening to. Oh, I just shouted that in your ear. Sorry. Oh, we're losing everything. Mel Robbins. She was just talking about this on Instagram stories, actually, about people that are going to be alone for, for the holidays and how important it is to not isolate and how important it is to have conversations where you're explaining where you're at and asking for your needs to be met 
So, you know, some of the categories that we talked about at the beginning, maybe you are having the holidays without your family this year, or your family shifted or changed. Instead of withdrawing and isolating, reach out to a friend and tell them how you're feeling. Tell them where you're at. If somebody asks, hey, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? And you're like, sitting on my couch by myself. Like, tell them your plan. You have no idea how people would respond. Maybe they invite you over, and then you're not alone. The holidays can be excruciating if you're in pain, and they can exacerbate the pain that's already there. And they heighten your senses, heighten your feelings, and heighten your anxiety. I mean, it's, it's for everybody, right? This is just, it's a stressful time of year. Good stress, bad stress, crazy stress, embedded stress, really on the surface stress, all the stress. And it's okay. Like, it's okay. That's a part of life. That's what we're doing here. But we're advocating for ways to mitigate that stress and to bring it down and to practice self-care. Being in the flow, we've talked about this before, about how the flow works, that you have to practice awareness, right? Awareness of your needs, awareness of potential problems, awareness of feelings around the holidays. And then from awareness, we move into acceptance. I accept that this is the way it is. So for for going back to our dietary example, I'm dairy-free. I am aware that it hurts my stomach. It makes my face break out. I hate the result of dairy. I love the taste, but I hate the result. I, I am aware of this. I accept this. I accept this. And as I accept, I move into appreciation. I appreciate that I know this about my body. I do. I appreciate that fact. Does it cause me some troubles around the holidays? Sometimes. Not so much anymore because I advocate for myself and I know how I feel when I have dairy and it's not very good. And I'm not willing to feel very bad. I'm just not. Maybe you are. I'm not. So from that appreciation of my body and knowing what works for me and what doesn't, I can move into valuing. And once I value my body's ability to tell me what works and what doesn't, I can invest in it. And that's where the confident conversations come in of saying, you know what, I'm going to bring my own pumpkin pie. And it's not going to have any dairy in it. It's going to be delicious. If anybody else wants to have some, great. If not, I'm going to eat this pie by myself. And that's just fine by me because it's going to be great. It's going to be delicious. I'm not missing out on a thing. I'm not inconveniencing anybody. I'm not hurting anyone's feelings. They can have their pumpkin pie. I'm going to have mine. It's great. And you can land anywhere on this spectrum of the flow. But you have to practice awareness first. Awareness of your needs, awareness of your feelings, moving into accepting. This is where I'm at. This is literally what I am working with right now. I am grieving, sad, stressed, lonely, frustrated. My expectations are not being met. I'm feeling insecure. This is where I'm at. And then move into appreciation. What can I appreciate about myself? What can I appreciate about these needs? What can I appreciate about my abilities to get these needs met? Because then appreciation moves into value, valuing yourself, valuing what makes you you. And then you invest in yourself by having confident conversations with other people so that you can get your needs met because you are worth it.
You are worth the time and energy that it takes to prepare yourself for confident conversations. Because I don't like saying hard conversations because that sets you up for like trauma. <laughs> Let's not do that. Change, change it. Reframe. Confident conversations. You're going you're gonna to have them. And you are going to be prepared and you are worth the time and you are worth the energy. You are worth it, my friend. You do not need to go through another holiday season making yourself smaller, just getting through it. You can actually show up in your holiday in all your hot, messy self and have a great time. And that starts with advocating for your needs. So... There we are, my friends. (sighs) You can do it. I believe in you. I do. And if you have questions about this, if you need support this holiday season, send me a message. Kim at CaptivatinglyConfident.com. You can DM me on Instagram, PM me on Facebook. I want to be there for you. I want you to be able to find at least one person who understands the struggle. And I'm around. And I want to support you. You can also join the Captivatingly Confident Facebook group because we all want to be in community and support you. So head over there, Captivatingly Confident, search it on Facebook, you'll find us. Come join our group. It's amazing. It's a great place for ideas, for expressing challenges or anxieties or successes and letting us celebrate with you. That's what it is there for. It is your group. Your group. So with that, my friends, I am sending all of my positivity and good vibes out to you. I hope that you find this helpful and that you feel like you can have some confident conversations and look back January 1st and actually see that you had it different, that you thrived instead of just survived. Thanks for listening, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. I'll see you next week.